It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Ah, oh, Pittsburgh Steeler fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman of Behind the Steel Curtain, and it's time for another episode of the Steelers Preview. Joining me as always, Dave Schofield. What's up, Dave? Uh, not too much other than excited to get back to a weekend that includes Steelers football. Yes, the Steelers are back week 10. New Orleans Saints. Akershore Stadium. Dave will be in attendance. Yes, that's still a go, right? That's still the plan. I'm still in a walking boot. I don't care if I have to go to the stadium in a walking boot as long as I can at least function in a walking boot. As long as that's the case, I will be there. I'm taking my son. Big Brosco will be there with his son, Kyle, as most people know him, Who anyone who watches our show. So we will be there. And if we are there, I'll make sure I at least do uh one short live broadcast while we're there. At least one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Brian Anthony Davis is on. He's going to be on the show. Uh, he is currently, as he calls it, on assignment. He'll be joining us shortly. Uh, but, you know, Dave and I don't know if Big Bro Rich will be a part of that video. But if you are going to the game this Sunday, it's been a while since they've played in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to the game, hit him up on Twitter. It's the longest Twitter handle you can think of. Uh, but still, hit him up. Go Say hello, get a photo or something. He'll be on the show. Yeah, be on the show. That's what we want. We want if anyone's going to be there, come come be with us live. That's what we would like more than anything. 
Absolutely. Yeah, that, that, I think that'd be really cool to meet people that listen to the podcast and stuff like that. So uh, go do that. That's, that's for sure. So uh, I want to ask you, Dave, before uh, Brian comes in and we start talking about the news and stuff, what, what's, what's your vibe right now heading into week 10, you know, coming off a of bye week saints at home, not favored still. What, what do you think? This, it has everything to do with me being in attendance last year. I told this story on Scobro show, but I'll do it here anyway. Last year, when I took my son to his first game, Rich was also at the game. Kyle was at the game. We traveled up together, and it was kind of the the Steelers get right game. It's when they got back on track when they played the Broncos, and I just had that feeling that the Steelers were getting back on track. We were going to go up there. We were going to have a good time, and that's what we were going to feel leaving the stadium. All because we're going with the same group again. And this is the first time that the Steelers have faced a team that didn't have a winning record since, or at the time they played them, since week four in the Jets, who have now gone on to have a winning record. That's not how long it's been. The Steelers have had a rough stretch of games. They're facing a team that that's only three and six. So therefore, I think, I'm not saying that the Steelers will definitely win. I think it's a very winnable game for them. And I think this is one that could get them back on track. That's the vibe I feel. That's just the feeling I have for going at the game. That's the best I can say. Yeah, I, I to me, I, there is hope. I, I want to be hopeful, but my gosh, they they have to do something. Uh, if my Friday Let's Ride podcast is titled "Where Is the Potential?" You know, I always talk about the dangerous p word. You have to do something well to have any type of potential, <laughs> and they don't do anything well. If you listen to Dave's Stacky <laughs> podcast, I'm driving to work listening to it, and I'm like, man, he is literally. I think he's going through every single potential <laughs> stat on Pro Football Reference. I mean, he's trying to find anything stats I never looked at before. <laughs> He's trying to find like the little tiny crumbs. Like maybe, maybe the offense is good at this one thing, like tying their shoes correctly the first time. <laughs> and not even that, nothing. And yes, pro football reference keeps track of that. Not just joking. Yeah. So that, that, uh, that yeah. was that was disheartening. It, it, <laughs> it was. The least. But you know what? <laughs> at least you found things they could improve on. That's the that's how I had to yeah, go the, with it. Everything. Yeah, they can improve on everything. But uh I, I was surprised. I don't know about you. I'm gonna ask you this. I was surprised at how much the running game was different from last year. In last year, the Steelers hardly had any yards before contact, and then they had some decent yardage after contact. This year, it's the opposite. They're middle of the road running-wise in yards before contact, but they are terrible at yards after contact this year. Yeah, that's it's definitely a strange dynamic and turn of events, if you want to put it that way, but... Yeah, my dad used to always say whenever we talked about sports or whatever, you know, what what do you hang your hat on? You know, well, what do you hang your hat? What's that one thing you do well? And what's sack the quarterback? That has yeah, that that what I mean. Even even go to the defense because I think everyone naturally looks at offense and says, oh, well, this offense does nothing well. No, they don't. They don't do anything well. But defensively, even without T.J. Watt, there's nothing there that they do ex- exponentially well either. So I, I just think that this is a this is a clean slate. Like this is a clean slate. My fear, my fear, if we're talking about the upcoming game, is that the offense comes out and looks the exact same. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why. After two weeks, I think it's going to look. I'm not looking for vast, huge improvements, but I expect it to at least be a little bit better. I, I mean, I expect 
you know, Kenny Pickett with the extra time and the effort that he puts in, that he's going to at least look a little bit improved, which will trickle down to everybody else. Whether or not that happens is remains to be seen. You know, th- this ha- this has to be a situation where during, over the bye week, uh, Kenny Pickett had a chance to really sit down with the offensive coaching staff. And let's be honest, the playbook that was constructed, yes, it's Matt Canada's playbook, but it was tailored towards Mitch Trubisky to start the season. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of changes might not have been able to have been made at that time in week four when he goes in at halftime and then even after that. Yes, you have the mini buy after the week three game against the, the Browns, but Mitch Trubisky started in week four, so that doesn't even matter. I feel like this would be the week that if, if Kenny Pickett could sit down and say, look, I know that you all like this package with Mitch, but we can't run it. It doesn't work. Let's toss it out. And, you know, the more I read, like I, I finished Bill Cowher's book, uh, I listened to Ben Roethlisberger uh, the last time they had a football in episode because it was he actually spoke about the offensive coordinator and the play calling and how the quarterback and coordinator work together. It was actually really interesting stuff. They throw stuff out all the time. Hopefully they threw out some stuff that is, as uh, KT Smith said on our website, is dead plays. The plays that are dead before they even start. Give yeah. Kenny Pickett the freedom to be able to do some of the things to counteract that. I just hope that I want to see something different. That's all. And, you know, even Mike Tomlin on Tuesday during his press conference, they asked, what is the offense doing well? I really feel like he kind of stretched it a little bit to say, well, you know, we're moving Kenny Pickett out of the pocket, the launch point, blah, blah, blah. And that's a fancy way of saying we're not doing much well right now. So, (laughs) and, And honestly, it's something that they didn't do last year. No. Because that wasn't the quarterback that they had. Right. So. Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. So if you're the, if if you're trying to, it's a clean slate. We know this. You're trying to put something together for the second half. We're going to put all our energy, all our focus into this one thing on offense that we're going to try and do well, at least attempt. What is that? Everything in offense to try to do well. It's just going to be your focus, okay? We don't do anything great well, right I now, would do or what I think they're going to do. We could do both. What I would like them to focus on is utilizing the middle of the field even more, especially okay. with Pat Fairmuth and everything. Um, I, I, I would like I would like to see that. And honestly, I, w- I would like to see more play action. All right. All right. We welcome Brian Davis Yay! to the show. What's up, Brian? Guys, I've got to be honest with you. Thanks for being patient with me for the last eight minutes. But when you've got Carolina Atlanta on, <laughs> it's hard to get pulled away. Uh, that that three nothing barn burner right now. Yeah. Jeez. Thanks. Okay. Well, Brian, welcome to the show. What we're talking about right now, as we were just kind of waiting for you to join us, was uh, you know the fear of being the fear of seeing the offense looking the same on Sunday. And that, that, that is a, for me, that's a legitimate fear is that they've had this extra time. They've made some changes from the roster. And then what are you going to do? And it's this, the exact same. So Brian, considering the fact they do nothing well, if you were to focus on one thing and you're going to try and say, okay, we want to, we're going to put all our eggs in this basket and try to see if we can do this well in the second half, what would that thing be for you? You know, it's easy to say run the football, but no, pass downfield mm. and open it up for me. Yeah, when uh, I think it was our own KT Smith shared that tweet in our uh, Slack channel that said the 
The longest scoring play for the Steelers this year is eight yards. <laughs> well, eight yards. There, there, been, there's a more to that. Okay. Just, you know, just look back at the Philadelphia game. What happens when, you know, the Steelers defense has been known as the bend and but don't break defense, right? Because when you get inside the red zone, you have less field behind you to defend. As the team gets closer to the goal line, you're not having to worry about everything behind you. You're shortening the field and it actually makes it easier to defend. That's what the Steelers do on defense. So, but they're not taking advantage of that on offense. It's like you're not equating what you do on defense to what you need to do on offense. Is that when you get down inside the 10 yard line, guess what? Now the team's only defending 20 yards or less of the field because there's only 10 yards in the, in, in the touchdown zone. So sometimes you need to take that shot for a little bit further out. And notice that's what the Eagles were doing. And that's where they were scoring the points in the Steelers. I, I think the Steel, the Eagles had the philosophy going in as we don't want to move into the red zone. We want to take our shot from outside the red zone because once we get in there, the Steelers are going to be more efficient. Yeah, the big play is not a part of the Steelers offense right now. And I, I everyone knows, well, they're just going to throw it deep. But that's not always the answer. I mean, you have to dial it up the right way. You've got to find the good matchup. you got to have the route running to match. It's going to be interesting. We're going to talk about that a lot, as well as how the Steelers are going to be able to plan around this uh, upcoming Saints team with the injury report and all that. But I want to get to some news first that happened today on Thursday, and that was the fact that, well, the, the move we thought was coming once uh, the Steelers signed uh, Matthew Wright uh, to their 53-man roster, which was Chris Boswell, went on injured reserve. And to fill that spot, they elevated DeMonte KZ. Now, they did not elevate T.J. Watt yet. That's the key word, yet. They have time. Don't worry. But KZ is back. I want to ask your take on both uh, Boswell going to IR and KZ returning. Dave, we'll start with you. There was zero surprises here. Yeah. And some people are like, oh, but they didn't bring what? Still zero surprises. KZ had to be activated today or tomorrow. End of story. That was the end of his 21-day window. They couldn't wait until the Saturday 4 o'clock deadline. And if you knew Boswell was going on IR, that was one you knew for sure. You'd already brought in the other kicker. It didn't matter if you waited for Saturday for Boswell either. So you make that move now because it makes sense. Does that mean TJ Watts not being activated? No, they still have until Saturday at four, but TJ Watts 21 day window isn't over until next week. So they didn't have to do it yet. So to me, I almost feel like I'm not going to be shocked if it's another IR move. Um, someone like, I mean, Akella Witherspoon out, was out for what, three or four weeks, comes yeah. back for half a game, gets benched or injured. They never really said which it was. And then he hasn't practiced for two days. I would not be shocked if that's the move to put Witherspoon on IR. But they didn't need to rush it. They didn't need to show their hand yet um, to what's to, of what's going on. Um, but th that move today, it, it, we, we knew it was coming. We just didn't know yeah. if they would announce it today or tomorrow. Now, Kathy Ford asks, is this four-week injured reserve? If it they go on be. IR, they it's the earliest they can come back is after four weeks. Uh, it could be a season-ending injured reserve depending on what happens. Let's say Chris Boswell requires surgery on his groin. He could be out for the year. He's still on the same IR. But after four weeks, 
if he's healthy enough, he could return. Brian, what do you think about the moves that were made on Thursday? You know, you're absolutely correct when it comes to DeMonte Casey. You have to do it. And the big question is, how bad is Chris Boswell right now? Well, his dad's concerned. He's putting out tweets about it and, you know, and how they're looking at everything as far as this goes with Chris. I don't know if I have felt like Chris has been right all year. I've not think that I don't think that he's been bad at all. I think he's been good. I don't think he is uh top shelf Chris Boswell. So I wonder how long this has been lingering. He is no, he's in no way, shape or form 2018 bad Chris Boswell. And we know that something was going on there. So I'm wondering if he was trying to work through a few things as far as that injury goes with Matthew Wright coming in. You have a guy that has a, I mean, if you look at his stats right now, you might get concerned because he's a 75% kicker, but that's three of four. And he's kicking a lot. He had he had, had a 59 yarder. And last year he had, I believe, four out of six from 50 plus. So the guy can kick. He's done well for the Steelers. I think he's uh he's a guy that you could rely on. I almost feel like he's that kind of player that is probably the top of the reserve kickers. You know, he's the guy that you bring in. So if Boswell comes comes back in a couple weeks say he can well he comes back in four weeks you know that you have Matthew Wright going you might see Matthew Wright in another uniform like he was with the Chiefs earlier on the year when Harrison Butker was gone so he's one of those guys that you can trust you lose a lot because Chris Boswell is one of the greatest of all time st- statistically but you bring in a guy like Wright you can feel like you don't have to do what they did in 2020 and lose a game against the Washington football game for their first loss of the year. Cause they don't trust a kicker. Very good Which point. was Matthew Wright that they didn't yeah. trust. Right. Yeah. In 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Now but, I want to, they didn't trust him from 46. Wasn't that what it was? 46 or 47. It was yeah. It was right around there. And he's already hit from 59 this year. To me, yeah. it just shows me that he's really grown and been able to, to expand his range um, as he's grown as an NFL kicker and be, kicking basically the whole season for the Jaguars last year. Granted, it was the Jaguars. And they ended up, you know, with a with with a with with a pretty high draft pick this year. We'll just say that. Um, that uh, so that told you that they weren't having the best season, but still, just gaining that experience, I just think has real, been really good for him. Now, I want to talk about KZ and his return to the lineup, but to do that properly, I think we need to talk about the injury report first. So, Dave, let's go ahead and run through the Steelers injury report. All right. The Steelers injury report is we'll stick just to the Steelers for now so we can talk about KZ. There There were six players that didn't practice today, but two of them were added today and they were neither one of them was for injury. One was Cam Hayward. They've been giving him Thursdays off the last few weeks. So he didn't practice, not injury related. And Malik Reed was excused for personal reasons. I I don't know what those reasons were. I don't know if it was a Jake Matthews situ- type situation, if you know what's going on with the Falcons tonight. Uh, no idea. But it was something for personal reasons, and the Steelers are, are known to do that. Technically, Chris Boswell was on the injury report because it came out a half hour before the roster move. So um, he was there as not practicing, but – now he won't be on that report anymore. William Jackson III has not practiced the last two days. Akello Witherspoon has not practiced the last two days. 
Levi Wallace has been a full participant the last two days after missing uh, week eight. Christian Kuntz, who they said was possibly going to be limited because of the ribs as their long snapper. He's been full. So that's good. Doesn't look like they have to make a move there. Miles Jack has not participated due to a knee injury either day. And the one piece of good news coming out of the injured report today was Larry Okunjobi moved from not participating Wednesday to limited on Thursday. Yeah. Um, I, the one that scares me the most is Miles Jack. Him, yeah. him not playing. They, cause here, here's what, here's what I was excited about having DeMonte KZ back in the lineup. More KZ is less Robert Spillane in certain packages, especially third down defense. They could easily have KZ be in the, the, the deep half and let Minka Fitzpatrick roam the middle. He can cover tight ends better, or they could flex Terrell Edmonds down there if they needed to. They would have options. But if Spillane is in there next to Devin Bush, well, at least we saw, we saw what that was last year. That's <laughs> not very mm-hmm. good. Uh, but Brian, when you think about the uh, – when you think about all this stuff that's going on with the injury report, what do you think? Jack does scare me. Absolutely. I like the fact that Ogan Joby's back. I think that the one thing that I'm looking at here, we're concerned because you have William Jackson, the third with the back with two do not practice, did not practice. You know, you do not really expect him to be in there with that back. And he was brought in because, to spell a Keller Witherspoon and a, a Keller Witherspoon is now on the injured reserve. If I have any silver lining, you had two full participant days out of Levi Wallace, and that's a help. And when you look at the fact that they've got two receivers, one on the injured reserve, all world Michael Thomas. And when he's healthy, he's dangerous. He's one of the best in the league. Um, Jarvis Landry, is really tough. And I don't know. We'll probably hear when Dave talks about the saints, but if Jarvis Landry's not in there, then you have some relief from the, um, for the defensive backs as well. But Levi Wallace helps you if he can be back and you can get him full time. Dave, what were your thoughts on the Steelers in your report? Yeah. Um, that's it, it. I don't like to say it this way. Sorry, bad, but this was the concern about about spending $2.77 million for the remainder of the season on a player where you basically gave up, you gave up no draft capital, you just switched the rounds two years from now. But for a player that hadn't been available to play because of injury and now hasn't practiced in the first two official practices that they've had. Apparently he practiced and was out on the field last week when they were, when they, you don't have to give an injury report or anything like that. But Monday, it was reported he did not practice in their bonus practice and hasn't practiced since. This was the only concern that were you going to make this trade and, you know, not give it much, much draft. But, you know, you say, well, they had the cap space this year. Well, that's $2.77 million. They could have rolled into next year and could be the difference between re signing someone like a Cam Sutton. So that's the only concern I had about this trade going forward, whether it be injury or not, or, or ability, if the Steelers just find that they're never going to be able to use him. Well, what's even worse is if you don't know if you're going to be able to use him because of injury to me, to me, that, that makes it tough. It's one thing to find out. Yeah, maybe this isn't the best fit for the Steelers either, but man, you've got to, 
you've got a huge salary next year you've got to make a decision about. And there was supposed to be, you know, nine games to see what he could do to see if they'd want to keep him and, you know, bring that number down by signing him longer. You can't do it if he's injured and doesn't even get out there. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. It makes you question a lot of stuff, uh, but we'll see. And it, this might be a game guy, Brian. And you know what? I'll jump on board with you, Dave, in two to three weeks if he's still out. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, I, I know what you mean. That I mean, it, it's how you look at it going forward. I'm like, yeah, I'll get more excited about this when I actually see how he's going to contribute with the Steelers. And you can't, I'm sorry, it's the old Senquez Golson is a bust because he never contributed because of injury. So you could never even evaluate him because of injury. All right, Falcons and Panthers are looking pretty good right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's a bad it, it's bad optics is what it is. Yeah. You know, you bring a guy in and you're expecting him to at least participate and he doesn't even practice. It's it's a bad look. That's exactly what it is for the Steelers. And maybe he practices Friday. I think that's what Terrell Austin said they would need him to practice on Friday if he gets the chance. Maybe he doesn't. I don't and, know. And and think about this. Sometimes when you redo a contract, or something with, with with a player that they take, you know, maybe the reason he was willing to waive those those per game bonuses that save the Steelers some money is that he knew it might take another week until he could come back. Yeah. Maybe that was that was kind of the trade off there. Hey, I don't know that I'm going to be ready the next game, but hopefully it'll be soon after that. And so for that reason, we'll just take those off. It doesn't hurt you. Those kind of things happen. I mean, I still think that's why uh, I, I had said forever um, last year how restructuring Stefan to it, granted he didn't play at all, was going to be a tough thing because his contract was under the previous collective bargaining agreement and they were going to have to give him some more money that he would have been paid otherwise, like they had to do with Boswell this year. Um, when he redid his deal, they had to actually give him a, a separate bonus for this year because of the money he would have lost by redoing his contract that he would have made because it was being under because of this adding the 17th game. To me, with someone like Tua, I, I think he waived that because he knew he wasn't going to be playing early in the season and then ended up not playing at all, actually. So sometimes a player will do that, say, you know what? Yeah, we, we can work that out because of my availability. Um, it's behind the scenes stuff that we'll never know about. Yeah. Well, let's look at the Saints injury report, Dave. Go ahead. Oh, okay. The Saints. Let me hold on. Got to click on that tab. Make sure I don't close you guys out and leave. So here we go. The, some interesting stuff here. This is just Thursdays. I don't have. I don't. I only do it day by day when I, when I bring it up in the article. Um, defensive end Marcus Davenport calf limited. Running back Mark Ingram the second knee did not participate. Wide receiver Jarvis Landry, ankle limited. I'm pretty sure he was limited yesterday too, but I can't 100% he remember. Was. He was an so Ingram. Was limited, an, limited. And Ingram okay. didn't practice all week. Yep. But then here's another one. Cornerback Marshawn Lattimore, abdomen, did not participate. He didn't play last week. He didn't participate yesterday or today. I think that might be the one of the most key players just looking forward. He He's – Huge difference maker on their defense. Their defense is night and day different versus when he's out there and when he's not. Um, you know, I'm not going to say he's as much as a TJ Watt to the Steelers is, but he's that kind of, you know, getting towards that kind of level. All right. Then you got center Eric McCoy calf didn't or did not practice. Guard Andrew or Andrus Pete tricep didn't practice. Tackle Ryan Ramshack. Did I say that right? I don't know if I said that right or not. Um, he was rest slash knee limited. 
Um, linebacker Pete Werner, ankle did not practice. Safety Marcus May, abdomen didn't practice. What's with the abdomen injuries? And uh, defensive end Cameron Jordan was limited because of rest. Yeah. And Michael Thomas is on injured reserve, I believe. Yes, he's on he's yeah. on IR. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, Jarvis Landry's limited two days in a row, but th- there, there's some names on that list. There are some names on that list that are definitely going to hamper the saints. If they can't play, got to remember they played on Monday night football against Baltimore, very physical game. And then they have to travel on a short week. That does matter. Brian, but when you hear that saints report, what do you think? Wow, they are hampered too. And something we talked about on uh, Here We Go, the Steelers pregame show that will debut tomorrow. You know, they kind of have stuff across the board. And it's where the Steelers have some guys, you know, just right here that's concerned. They've got concerns all over. I think if you had to put these injury reports up against each other, as Steeler fans, you might feel a little more optimistic. Hmm. Dave, what were your thoughts on the uh, Saints report? Yeah, it's it's kind of that, well, you were, were hoping the Steelers would be a little bit more healthy coming out of their bye, especially with, you know, they had to play Philly coming out of their bye, and they had nobody. They had nobody with an injury designation going into that game, and you kind of hope, well, yeah, coming out of their bye, you could be the same way. Not so for the Steelers, but then again, my I mean, my goodness, the Saints – these guys that weren't practicing, I don't know what that's if they can still practice and play on Friday. But remember, they played on Monday night. They're on a short week. So I'm not surprised that they have so many players listed. The big thing is going to be when you look at it tomorrow when you actually get their status. Yeah. So keep an eye out for that on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. We'll have all that up there for you. And to answer Steelers Girl 277's question, Andy Dalton is starting for the Saints, at least according to reports this week. So the uh, the red rifle comes back to Pittsburgh. The red rifle be begun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all ready for some over under? Ooh, it's been a yes, while. Yes, I been am. A weeks, it's oh. been a couple weeks. So let's uh, let's. Oh, let's okay. what's up, Dave? You have, you all right over there? Oh yeah, no, I'm fine. I was, I'm, okay. I was, I was going to say something terribly inappropriate, nah. so I, I won't. <laughs> Probably for the best. All right, let's do our first one. Kenny and your mother Pickett. watches the show, so I don't want to say that for sure. <laughs> I don't know if she's watching now. Uh, okay, Kenny Pickett passing yards. Passing yards. I have it, the line set at 224.8. Two I'm sorry, 0. 0.5. 0.8? 0.5. 224.5. I can't read my own 24.5. Yes. All right, we'll start with you, Dave. Go ahead. 224.5. I'm going to, I don't know. Let's go over. Let's say around 230, 235 would be a really nice step in the right direction, as long as he doesn't have to throw 60 passes. Yeah. Brian, what do you think? I'm going under. He hasn't shown me yet that he's really going to go that much higher than that yet. So, I mean, even with – a situation where they were losing pretty bad against the Eagles at one point, you know, we didn't get a lot. So, I mean, I want to go over. I'm just going to be cautious and go under. I'm going to say over, but not by much. I think they're at home. I think that the Steelers offense is going to hopefully look a little bit different and give them some options. I'm going to take the over the second one, Pat Fryermuth receiving yards, 65 and a half. Dave over under. 
this might be me going west. You know, I can't say going. That does the, then the references were. That means that might this might be having to go west because my wishful thinking is that I want Pat Fairmuth to to really get utilized more, especially with the absence of Chase Claypool. Take advantage of that part of the field. So I'm going to say over. I don't know that it will happen, but it's what I I feel the Steelers could do to be successful. All right, Brian, what do you think? I almost think that's their game plan. And, you know, I've been bitten by this before, but when you throw it in his direction, he's going to catch it. You know, he's pretty, I don't want to call him automatic, but he's pretty darn close. I really trust Pat Fryermuth. And if they go that direction, I think they have to. It's going to be over. So I'm going to go ahead and say over. The number 70 comes to mind. I don't know why. So I'm going to take the over. I think 70, and let, barring injury, I think 70 yards is where he's going to be around there, and I think that's going to be a good day for uh, our buddy Muth. Let's do Kenny Pickett passing touchdowns. Passing touchdowns, not rushing. Let's set the line at one and a half. Dave, over, under. Oh, I mean, you would. he, he hasn't ever done it. Not throwing. But, no. But you've got to think at some point he's going to need to. You know, I, I'm still going to go under. <laughs> All right, Brian, what do you think? <laughs> you know, I'm inclined to go with Dave, but I'm not going to. I'm going to be go west. I'm going to be that king of wishful thinking, too. And I'm going to say over. How bad is it that two touchdowns is considered the king of wishful thinking? But I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going with two. I'll take the over. I'll take the over. Gosh, I, hope I, I want to see him. I would love to for this to be his coming out party because yeah. I would be there to see it. Right. But ugh. now, are we calling of, this? Are we calling this total touchdowns? No, this is oh, just this passing. Was passing. Yeah. Now, a lot of these, like Pat Fryermuth yards, and then the one I'm going to say today to the next one, are all based on you know Chase Claypool not being in the picture anymore. So now we go to uh, George Pickens targets. So now we're just talking targets. So pass is thrown George Pickens way out of the line at seven and a half. Dave. Oh, oh man, because I had a number in my head and it was right <laughs> next to it. Um, I'm thinking, oh, well, he'll probably have, you know, seven or eight might be a good number. Um, and you pull seven and a half. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go under. I'm going okay. to go with seven. That was what my first instinct was. And you know what would be great if all these things are for is because the Steelers show up and, and just run the ball like crazy because they are going up against a defense that is not as good a running defense as what the Steelers even is. Yeah. So when people think the Steelers have a bad running defense, they're 16th. They're middle of the road. That's actually the strongest thing they are of anything when it comes to the major to the, the major breakdowns for the team. So for that reason, maybe the Steelers can run the ball more and they might not be targeting Pickens as much or other people are going to be open because they're going to try to not let Pickens get going. All right, Brian said it seven and a half George Pickens targets. Jeff, I think you are a fantastic editor. I think everything you do on the podcasting side <laughs> is, is tremendous. But if you were to announce today that you were going to leave for Las Vegas to go ahead and be an odds maker, I'd be like, Jeff, you've got to do it. You're fantastic at this. <laughs> I'm not trying to wax your car. I'm just saying, man, you're killing me here because this is like Dave. This is tough. Yeah. Like, seven and a half. My gosh. You know, I think there's going to be a lot of the Steven Sims factor here. 
That's what's confusing me even more. I have a feeling that Steven Sims is going to get a lot of balls. <sighs> Man, it just like Ray Ray did last year. But I'm just going to go and put my optimist hat on. I'm going to say that he'll come pretty close to that. So why not over? I'm going over. I think that it, they view George Pickens as that big play guy, and they know they need to hit a couple of those big plays. you got to throw it his way for that chance. So I'm going to take the over, but only probably eight or nine. I don't think he gets double digits. We'll be shocked. Yeah, and remember, everyone's talking about Steve, Steven Sims. If he gets three targets in this game, he will double his season total. Yeah, I don't see him getting a lot of He's play. Been targeted. I think he'll play. Yeah, but, I think yeah. he will too. And I would not, I'd love to see him get involved. But remember, you're also asking a guy that has three targets with two receptions for negative one yards on the season to then all of a sudden come in and be something huge. And I don't think, I don't think relying on that's going to be a good thing. So I, I, I kind of, I, I might be regretting this George Pickens under, but uh, <laughs> bad almost talked me out of it, but I'm going to stick with it. <laughs> Okay, so there, there's typically one of these out of the six that I, I'm just kind of not so sure about, and the numbers don't necessarily add up, and sometimes it's an easy one, and that's th this would be this one. Pittsburgh Steelers rushing yards, so total team rushing yards. Now, Dave said that the Saints give up a lot of yards on the ground, but that doesn't always mean the Steelers are capable of doing the job. So I actually set this line at 99 and a half. And some people might say this is easy money, and that's fine. I have an idea where I want to go with this, but I'll throw it to you first, Dave. Well, what are they averaging, Jeff? The Steelers? Yes. Aren't They're not over 100. They are not averaging over 100. They're averaging 94.9. <laughs> but they did run for 144 yards against the Eagles. Right. And that was a game they were behind a bunch. Kenny so Pickett think, also had a crap ton of yards in that game too. Yeah, and they and they then everything was wide open in the fourth quarter right. for them to just run. Um, you know what? Go west. <laughs> over. <laughs> All right, Brian. What do you think? It's got to be over. These guys really stink at stopping the run, and. I've seen with the Steelers the past couple of years, if somebody stinks at something, don't take the over because it's just like sacks. This team, they've got, they're on their seventh stringer on the offensive line. And uh, so the Steelers are going to rack up eight sacks and they get one. So I keep on wanting to go opposite here, but it's hard to, you, you got to think with a week off that there's been some tinkering. And you got to think that Najee Harris is hearing it. And you got to think that that uh, they're also putting stuff into play for Jalen Warren. So I got to go over. I might be wrong, but oh God, I hate this game. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what I'm, the, I would like to see the Steelers bust one nice, like 40 yard run. Yeah. And I, I could see it, you know, some people said, oh, well, Jalen Warren's not getting first team rep. Yeah, things aren't going to be that. They weren't really changing up much in, in practice, but that doesn't mean that they won't still give him maybe a few more opportunities they have been. I wouldn't be shocked to see some, I'd see someone like him just bust out a 40-yard run, and that would go a long way for something like that. Yeah, I hope it'd be Najee just to shut some people up. But still, uh, I'm going to go over. And I think that the kicker here is Kenny Pickett. I can see more design quarterback runs coming off of the bye to kind of, 
you know, some RPO type stuff. I could see Pickett using his legs by design more than just because he has to out of necessity. So I think that might push this team over the hundred mark. So I'm going to go with the over. All right. Last one here. And this is under the assumption that Trent Jordan is back in the lineup. And that's Pittsburgh Steelers sacks four, four is the number. And so you could push this if you want, Dave, what do you think? Uh, well, they get sacked a lot. They had gone like three games where they weren't sacked two or three games, and then Baltimore just crushed them. (laughs) So I'm going to go – I know it means that I'm probably going to lose it, but I'm going to push because I think the Steelers will get some sacks, but I I don't know how many – what percentage of plays they'll want to run Trent Jordan out there on the field. I think he'll play, but they might ease him into it a little bit more. I think that will help a lot, but – I, I think four is a great number, so I'll push. All right, Brian. I'm going to go under. I just don't really know. I mean, I, it's just they should. Just like I was talking about earlier, and somebody in the live chat said, wow, 2022 is really damaged bad. Yes, it has. Because <laughs> now I'm like, I'm short-circuiting. Like, what should happen never happens, except for them losing. <laughs> All I can say is... I got to go under. Um, I could see them getting three. I, for me, I'm going to go over. And the reason why I'm going over is that I think this will be TJ Watts first regular season game in Pittsburgh this year. And if you recall last season, week one, everyone said they're going to have to ease TJ into it because he didn't play in the preseason. Oh, and he went not so. be, And he <laughs> went like, he's like a man on fire. And I don't think he'll play that much, but when he's in there, I mean, if you think that for a second, he's not just chomping at the bit to make a play, the dude's going to, if he's not going to make a play, he's going to be making a play for someone else. And that's by drawing attention. I could see cam getting one, maybe even two. I could see Highsmith getting, getting a couple. A couple. So I think I'm taking I'm taking the over. I think it's going to be around five or six. I think they're going to get to the quarterback a good bit. And that's if TJ Watt plays. If they keep him out another week, that changes everything. Changes and everything. I would be way off. Well, this so. is what I think. This might be the first time this year where one of us is guaranteed to get this right, but only yeah. one of us. That's true. We all went a different way with this. I like it. I like it. Did you get all six, Brian? I did. I'm going to ask you when we get off about the passing yards and will remind me to do that. 224.5. Okay. We don't have to wait. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Those are on the audio side. We're going to pause for a quick break from our sponsors. Those that are watching live on YouTube or Facebook. We'll be back in just a second. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. 
Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, Steeler fans, welcome back. And we are here to talk about, well, more gambling, I guess. Spread and prediction time. Uh, the line has moved a little bit since the opening line of two and a half. Dave, what are you seeing right now from DraftKings Sportsbook? Yeah, I just refreshed it to where it is what you posted on Twitter. It is still um, one and a half. Okay. It Steelers was two and a half. Dogs. They're home underdogs, one and a half. Um, I would not be surprised if this moves before kickoff with if there is an activation of one Trent Jordan Watt. I would not be surprised if this goes down to one. I don't have you ever seen a, a half point spread? I don't know that I've ever seen a zero point. It, it would go to a pick 'em, if anything. It would probably, yeah, probably go to a, go to a pick 'em. That it could, that it could do that, especially you know if 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 Lattimore's out, if Landry's out, some of those other things um, with, with the Steelers or sorry with the Saints, I think could do it. But yeah, it's uh, it's one and a half uh, underdogs. The over under is forty. Okay. All right, so let's do our predictions. Brian, we're going to start with you, and let's see uh, how. what's your score prediction. How do you see this game shaking out? You know what? I get burned every time I do this. Not going to worry about that. Steelers are going to win this game, and they got to be north of 30. I know that's crazy. They haven't 30? been 30? Did you say 30? Playoffs? Yeah. You're talking about playoffs? I am. 30 points. Look. Oh, my gosh. My microphone is too expensive to drop, but 30. It's got to happen. So here's why it's got to happen. You've got to break out of this. You have to turn a corner. If you're going to turn a corner, it's only going to really happen this week. This game, we've, we've heard Dave's shows this week. We've heard Jeff's shows. This is the week that I think the season hinges on this week. And You've got to, if you're going to have an opportunity, it might be against a depleted Saints. This, I'm going to talk more about Kenny Pickett later, but Kenny Pickett's got to shine. This is, you've got to have that redemption game somewhere, and this is the perfect place for it. Pittsburgh Steelers, 30. I'm not even going over. I'm going to go, nah, hell, 31. I said it. Yeah, I said it. 31. New Orleans Saints, 27. Oh, wow. High-scoring affair. Wow, okay. He's taking me over. (laughs) Yes, he is. Hard. Dave, what do you think? I think that the Steelers getting back on track is not all about – this is not the Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger era. This is not a – you know that he can do things and they're just kind of slow, and all of a sudden the switch goes on and it all starts to go right. That's not what I expect from this offense. I still expect improvement, but I don't think it's going to be a a bunch all because of a bye week. But I still think that the Steelers can improve enough that the defense can step up even more with the players they're getting back. I'm going to this game, so I have the high expectations. I am going where the Pittsburgh Steelers offense works, and it's all offense all offensive points where the offense is going to score more than 20 points this week. I had the final score of 23, 13 Steelers. Oh, okay. All right. Um, as for me, I think we know who I'm going to pick, but how, how they get there is a different story. Mm-hmm. I think the Steelers offense does find a way 
they i i pray that it just looks different somehow i'm not saying that it's vastly different but it's just not the same old same old i think they score enough points i think they find their way into the end zone i think they maybe worked a little bit over the bye week on some red zone stuff and trying to figure out what might work in certain situations i'm gonna go steelers 23 saints 17 saints have the ball to finish the game a little bit of stress a little bit of drama with a chance to win it, but the Steelers defense makes a stand 23 17. And that is a push with the over under set at 40. So uh, there you go. So we all have them winning in different mm. ways. Good, Dave. You have to say something? Well, I was just going to say when it comes to Brian and his score, I could see the Steelers doing that if they get a defense or special teams touchdown okay. um, to, to, to get there. So that's, but. To me, the reason I'm not quite ready to go over 30 yet is because I think the offense would have to improve and they need that little bit of help or set up multiple times because, you know, even setting them up doesn't mean it's a seven. So uh, for those who are like, oh, man, 30 points back. No, they could get there. I mean, and I and to see the defense turn around and make a play and, and, and end up scoring points would not surprise me. Very good. There you go. There's our predictions. And uh, now it's time for trivia. Oh, Dave, I think I have someone who says, see me at the game. James Tresvant in the live chat. Yes. Hey, 122. I'm in section 122, row Q. One, the, the 122 crew in row Q. That's where I will be. Look for me. I will probably be the largest human being that's not actually on the football field. Hey, and ask James, <laughs> if you see James, ask him a question if he's related to Ralph Tresvant. <laughs> Uh, uh, of course uh, because because you because you need a man with sensitivity yeah. yes there you go and i believe wasn't <laughs> wasn't uh, ralph in uh new edition yes he was so maybe james has partied with bobby brown in the game yeah let's Bobby find of that out. there you go johnny gill you are speaking a different language all right let's go <laughs> you don't know to... the group new edition come on jeff uh, come no. on no. call it now oh. jeff <laughs> Ooh, watch out it's born in 1983. Brian, you have your trivia. Let's go for it. Yes, I do. So this gentleman that I'm going to talk about today was a Super Bowl champion with the Steelers, ended up with the New Orleans Saints, and on what I believe was their very first Monday night football game in their history at home. Meaning the Saints? Yes, the Saints. Okay, making sure. In 1984 shocked the Pittsburgh Steelers with a win courtesy of this former Steelers 47-yard interception return of, he's in our live chat, Mark Malone. Who is he? And he's a dirty player. Y'all know that this is. Was he drafted by the Steelers? You said, or he was. He's a fifth round draft pick of the Steelers, Super Bowl champion. Fifth round draft pick. He won two rings with the Steelers. He even made the McDonald's glasses. He was on the uh, 1979 set, the Super Bowl set after Super Bowl 14. He was on the glasses. Hmm. It's all you, Dave. Go for it. You what? What position was he? You said defense. You said he was a dirty player. That wasn't that wasn't um, implying that it was the the guy whose first name was Dirt, was it? His first name's Dennis. Okay, or his nickname was Dirt. It could be. Keep on. Oh, what's his name? He's he's not related to Jameis. Oh, Dirt Winston. 
Dennis it, 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 yeah. Okay. And he was not a dirty player, but okay, because you said he was a dirty player, and then I'm like, I remember them having a guy that you know, looking at past drafts, his name was Dirt. I'm like, okay. I, I, I had to throw that in there. That, 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 that If you wouldn't have said that, I no way would I have got that. No, a clean player, a quality man, um, good guy, burnt the Steelers and uh, burnt them in a big way in 1984. Wow. All right. Well, just real quick, I'm trying to think of Steelers that have gone to the Saints. Keenan Lewis comes to mind. Yes. I can't think of many others. Lance Moore is a connection because Lance Moore. He, that was the other way around. Right, right, right. Is yeah. there a, okay. Uh, of, the modern, of the modern era. Not- Brian's second trivia question. This, I, he's not a legend, but this great Steelers defensive back of the 1990s ended his career with the New Orleans Saints. Also, this great, not a legend, wide receiver from the 80s ended his career in the early 90s with the New Orleans Saints. Who are they? I'm regretting asking my question. <laughs> these are in your wheelhouse, Jeff. These are I mean th- one of these was probably one of your I know one of them cuz I was just about ready to say it. All right. When Jeff asked. Say it. I know the receiver. I know I mean, you know the receiver. Who is it? He's from Louisiana. Well, it's because it was it was the answer to a question you asked last week of my my what was it my first favorite player or whatever. Oh, okay. it was. Yeah, okay. It, it's Louis Lips. Oh, Louis Lips. Yeah, he finished. He what did he play? What one season? Two seasons in New Orleans. He he ended up really one and okay. I, I I couldn't remember. I just yeah. Um, I have no idea who the defensive guy is. I'm trying to think. Thomas Riley guesses Darren Perry. Thomas Riley, come on, man. You're correct. <laughs> Woo! Yay! Woohoo! Good job, Darren Thomas Perry. Riley. Yeah. Number you could, add he, you could add that he coached the Steelers. Yes, he did coach the Steelers, but that would have been too easy. Nah. But can we think <laughs> of can we think of any other players of the modern era that have gone to New Orleans? I can't think of anyone other than Keenan Lewis. Right. You don't consider those the modern era? No, not really. I'm talking about like 1990s, Brian. It's no, 2022. Brian, Brian, that's <laughs> you go back 25 years and you're catching the very end of the 90s. Wow, I 25 right. years. Wow. It's that's how old you are, Brian. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. Like, for the know, because, that are... no, think about this. Think about this. When 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 I was growing up in the night, my wife just mentioned this to me, I think last week, when we were growing up in the nineties, it seemed like the seventies was so retro because it was 20 years ago. And before our time, 20 years ago now is still after 2000. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. There's gotta be a few though. There really, there's, there's gotta be a couple. Yeah. I don't know if that was of any that were, I would say, Keenan Lewis was probably the most significant because what was he a, was he a, a third or fourth round draft pick something like that? I can't. He remember. was, yeah, he was a, I believe, a fifth round. Okay, maybe pick because Joe, either third or fifth. I mixed that up with Joe Burnett from that. Oh, Burnett, that I Mike Wallace him. draft. Mm-hmm. All right, Dave, your turn. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Um, a lot has been made this week. Uh, in case you didn't catch this, that the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, now I forgot what I was saying. That the Pittsburgh Steelers 
um, are playing the New Orleans Saints, and it is Mike. This is the, other than the, the Steelers themselves. This is the only NFL team that Mike Tomlin does not have a victory against. Is the New Orleans Saints? You know, obviously, like I said, other, other than the Pittsburgh Steelers, who was the last team that this that they crossed off the list of a team that Tomlin had not beaten before. So he's got a chance to to get to thirty one on Sunday. Who was thirty, and when was it? What, when did he do this? Was it this season? No, that no, I didn't say that. That oh, was the question. Okay. When was it and who was it? Was it uh last year? It was last year. Was it week one? Beating the Buffalo Bills? Oh no, it wasn't no okay, it was last year. So I was thinking two years ago. I was gonna guess the Giants. Um oh. so it was last year. It was last year. I'm trying to think who they were paired up with. I got it. Go for it. Chicago Bears. It was the Chicago Bears in week eight. Once I said it was last year, that made it a little bit easier. Yeah, I would have never gotten it. That that. that was team number 30 of NFL teams for for Mike Tomlin uh, to to defeat. And the Saints can then this this coming week be. They can be team 31 if the Steelers are victorious. So now here's the good. Here's the big question. What teams in the NFL? Has Mike Tomlin never been defeated by? And I'll tell you, other than the Steelers, of course, just right. you can't, you know. Well, you could make arguments that the Steelers do beat themselves more than, you know, in years Anyways. past. Anyway, uh, I'll tell you, there's four. Four teams, four teams where Tomlin has never lost to them. Well, I can He's never have his head coach of the Steelers. I can give you two right away. Okay. Tampa Bay, is that one that you had, Brian? Has he ever lost to Tampa Bay? Oh, yeah, he did. I Glennon. was there. The Glennon my game. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I got to really think. I thought this was going to be simple. Dave, Brian, go ahead and say yours so that you know. Well, they've got a huge winning streak over Atlanta. So okay. Atlanta's got to be one of them. And uh, they, that is correct. The Atlanta Falcons. They Mike Tomlin is 3-0 and against the Falcons. And in their history, they have only – lost once to the Carolina Panthers, and that was in 1996, their first game. And then I believe they've won seven straight. So, it and that was, like I said, 1996. So, it's got to be the Panthers. Carolina Panthers is team number two. They are 3-0 and against the Panthers under Mike Tomlin. One that you would think, I was almost going to say the Colts, but they did lose to the Colts. Peyton um, Manning did it at high Yeah, field. In, in 2008. Yeah. Um, it's not Houston because they did lose to Houston in that 2013 season to uh, start. So you would think it could be one of those. Um, so you got Atlanta and Carolina. Two more. Detroit. Let's go give you a hint and say one of them. I said lost. Uh, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't say tie. One of them is the Detroit Lions. They've played them four times, and the Steelers are three zero and one. And I would assume, I would assume that it would be somewhere in that division. You know what? I'm going to go a little crazy. 
now it can't be the Giants because they lost in 2008 to the Giants. James Harrison snap that goes out of the end zone for I was I was there. <laughs> Damn, it. Damn it, I was there. It's not the Cowboys because of that crazy game back in 16. When yeah, Cam Hayward got hurt. That's what I remember Washington, about that game. Washington in 2020, obviously, yeah. ended the streets. It wasn't them. So we've always we know it's not Tampa. I'm, I'm looking at that division. Who am I missing? That? Oh, New Orleans. I, I know he's never been yeah, them. So, so that division's done. So it looks like it's an AFC team. No, wait, 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 wait. Um, Arizona. Have they lost? They've I don't lost. think they've I think ever Arizona's, lost. Yeah, I think it's no, a- no. He is. Lo- he lost to Arizona in 2007, if I'm not mistaken. Steelers have played the Arizona Cardinals five times under Mike Tomlin. They are the, and the Steelers are four and one. Yes, because they lost his very first year. Mm -hmm. Have they lost to the Rams? They, I don't think they've lost to the Rams under Mike. And Jefferson Hartman would be correct. (laughs) Nice to finish it off with the Los Angeles slash St. Louis Rams. Finishing out the NFC West. (laughs) Yes. So, yeah, that's it. Um, so Falcons, Panthers, Lions, Rams, and the Steelers have two of those four still on the schedule this year. So um, I just thought that was interesting. And someone meant, and you all had said about the Colts, they played the Colts eight times and they're seven and one against them under yeah, Mike Tomlin. That's one of their better history. records. In history, and, uh, they're very good against and, them. and I was including postseason. Yeah. This includes postseason. No, they're um, tremendous against the Colts in their history. Yeah. Yeah, and there's only one team that has double-digit wins against the Steelers, um, against Mike Tomlin. I would have to say, well, Baltimore. I would probably say Baltimore because Baltimore they have they have 15 wins over the Steelers. This includes playoffs, Uh, but they're still Baltimore's only 15 and 18. The Steelers still hold the advantage there. So, and in case you're wanting, New England only has nine wins in 12 games. Under you know since by Tom, but man, you get to like Cleveland, Cincinnati. They've played them like thirty-two times each, and they have like seven and eight wins. So crazy stuff there. Go ahead. I'm the, I'm I've oh. said more than enough. <laughs> All right, let's do final thoughts. Brian, we'll start with you. So we're looking at a new beginning, and that's what we're hoping for the 2022 season. Because look, yeah, I've talked about this. It's hard to cheer for them to lose. So my thing right now is cheer for a very high second round pick and let the Bears lose all of their games because I'd love a top pick, but I don't want to watch them lose. That's not what I'm invested in. But what they really need to look at right now is the fact that Kenny Pickett needs to get started. And it's not just to keep it. I I firmly think that he has a job next year. I think no matter what happens the rest of the season, he I feel like they're going to stick with him. He's going to have his job. But for Ke- for Kenny Pickett alone, not for the fans, not for the team, I feel like he needs to get that first win under his belt. Now, technically, he has a win because we do it differently in the NFL. But it's hard, it would be hard to say that that Tampa Bay Win, that win against Tampa Bay wasn't Mitch Trubisky's. I would have liked to have think that he could have he could have pulled it out, and I, I think he would have won that game. But I want to see him start to finish, be the leader of a game, 
and for you to feel like there is some traction. And that's why this is going to be Kenny Pickett's week. I think the heart that beats in that chest is, I think it's fantastic. I think this man's a leader, but we definitely need to start seeing it on the field. Yes, but Kenny Pickett needs to start seeing it. And when Kenny Pickett sees it, he is going to be so much better. So yay, Kenny Pickett. Have a great week. I'm already calling it due to the week next week for Kenny Pickett. <laughs> I do want to say one last thing. This is such, we talk all the time about our live chat. And when we have losing streaks, we get hot on the color and some of us get mad. I, I know sometimes I'll go off. I'm like, man, that guy's driving me nuts today. But we're, we're a family too. And we have somebody in here that uh, is a family member. And not he's not a family member of any of ours, but he's a BTSC family member, which you all are. Whether you annoy us or not, whether I annoy you or not, we're linked with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I want to throw out something to Captain Underpants. He sent messages to us. He has had um, some stuff with, with the family. His, his father-in-law is ailing. And I just want to send my thoughts and prayers out to him. Each and every one of you. If you want to reach out, you have our email addresses, you have mine. Hey, we are we might be Steeler fans, we might disagree on some stuff, but we're people, and that's a bigger team to me. So thank you for keeping us in your speakers, and thank you for keeping us in your hearts, and you're in ours. So thank you. All right, Dave, final thoughts? Thank you for saying something about that, Brian, because I was going to say something about that because I saw that earlier in the live chat. So, yeah, we're, we're with you, Captain Underpants. I know you said it was father-in-law and and father, I, I think, is what you're saying is going on. So um, a lot of people reached out to you through the live chat as well. Oh, man, I am – I'm ready to get back to the stadium. I'm ready to, to be around other Steeler fans. Yes, there's, there's tons – of reasons why fans could really be down on this team. Fans could be down on this team. They haven't come through. The The offense looks anemic. The defense seems to, between injuries and everything else, still seems to be finding themselves. But you can continue to just say, I'm going to sit back and, and wallow in my misery. Or you could say, you know what? Let's see what they can bring this week. Let's see what, what, what's, what's, on the horizon, what's on the agenda, what's what's happening. And that's what I'm excited about. Yes, it was uh, a game that wasn't really all that close against the Eagles is the last thing that we had is the taste in our mouth. I'm ready to, to take a bite out of a new opponent. I'm ready to get that as what's, what's kind of left is the taste in your mouth after this one. And I'm like I said, to start off the show, I'm excited to have the Steelers facing a team that – First time since week four that doesn't have a winning record when they're facing the Steelers. Yet the Steelers are still underdogs. So it's not like they're going to play down to their opponent that some fans are worried about. This is a chance for the Steelers to actually have a, a good matchup to where they can show what kind of team they are. Are you going to make the, the do the small things in the ins and outs? Are you going to make the big plays when given the opportunity in order to do enough to bring home the victory? I'm just excited to see it. I want to see if there was growth over the last two weeks. I'm, I'm just excited. Can't wait to be there. 
All right, and we will be back. Uh, it's here. Actually, Brian and I will be back on the post-game show after the 1 o'clock kickoff. Dave will be on his way back from Pittsburgh, hopefully. And we will be back next week to get you geared up for a 425 kickoff game Ooh. against the against I'm not the Saints, against the Bengals in Pittsburgh. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. In the meantime, Dave, why don't you send us out? Hey. We'll see you next week on another Steelers preview. Take it easy. Everybody else gets a little tight. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.